There is one feature of Christianity that makes it unique from all of the other belief systems of the world. What is it? Well, we're going to talk about it in just a moment. Hi, I'm Dr. Greg Ammons, and welcome to Truth 101, a podcast where we look at different aspects of the Christian faith in a systematic way, a, a systematic theology course, I guess you might say, in these podcasts. So far in the 100 series, we have looked at the doctrine of God. In other series, we will look at, at other aspects of the Christian faith. The 200 series, we will look at, at the doctrine of the Bible. And the 300 series, we'll look at the doctrine of Jesus. And 400 series and on and on as we look at the different aspects of the Christian faith. But in this 100 series so far, we have looked at the doctrine of God to begin our discussion of systematic theology. We have asked the question, does God exist? Can God be known? What is God like? Uh, we've looked at God's attributes, His incommunicable attributes, His communicable attributes. We've, we've looked at the will of God. And now for the last two podcasts, and we'll finish it up with this third podcast in our podcast uh, numbers 110, 111, and 112, we are looking at God's creation. We are looking at, at creation itself and the doctrine of God as it relates to God's creation. Now, there are many aspects of creation that we will not cover in these podcasts because you could, goodness, you could go on and on as far as uh, just creation itself, you could talk about the relationship between Scripture and modern science. You could talk about evolution. You could talk about theistic evolution, the gap theory, 24-hour literal days, the age of the earth. Many aspects of, of creation you could talk about, but we're only limiting it to three podcasts in looking at, uh, just in a general sense, uh, of creation. And in this podcast, I want to talk just briefly about the work of the Trinity in creation, God the Father, Jesus the Son, and the Holy Spirit. I want us to talk a little bit about creation being distinct from God, but always being dependent upon God. And then I want us to close by looking at, at why God created and the result of God's creation. So we'll talk about that, uh, those aspects in this podcast. Well, let's jump in. First of all, in this podcast, let's talk about the work of the Trinity, God the Father, Jesus the Son, and the Holy Spirit, all as a part of creation. All of them were involved, all aspects of God involved in creation. Jesus just did not appear at Christmas. Uh, he is eternal. He existed from eternity past. And Jesus was a part of creating the world. The Holy Spirit just, uh, just did not appear at Pentecost. He is eternal and He has been a part of uh, since eternity past. And, and the Holy Spirit was a part of creation. Now, there are some theologians that further divide the Trinity into various roles they played in the creation. For example, some theologians say God the Father was the primary agent in initiating the creation, and then the Son came along and 
He was a part of completing and filling and giving life to the creation. And then the Holy Spirit came along and the Spirit was the one who, who completed and filled up the creation. And I think that's, I think that's dividing up Scripture, Scripture's teaching about creation just a little too much. And so let me just say this about the Trinity as a part of the creation. We know for, a, for certain Scripture is replete with examples that the Trinity was involved in creation. Jesus the Son was involved, and He is described as the one through whom creation came about. We know Father God was, was uh, involved. That's talked about very early in Genesis. But also, John tells us in chapter 1, verse 3, about Jesus the Son, all things were made through Him, and without him was not anything made that was made. That's very clear. The Apostle Paul, 1 Corinthians 8, verse 6, says, There is one Lord, Jesus Christ, through whom all things uh, and through whom all things exist. Colossians 1, 16 says, All things were created through him and for him, talking about Jesus. So, Scripture is very clear that Jesus also was a part of creation. Things were created for him and through him. But we also know that the Holy Spirit was at work in creation. Genesis chapter 1 verse 2 says, The Spirit of God was hovering over the face of the waters. And that indicates a preserving, sustaining governing function of the Holy Spirit. The book of Job 33 verse 4 says, The Spirit of God has made me and the breath of the Almighty has given me life. And so even Job recognized that the Holy Spirit was involved in creation itself. Psalms tells us that. Psalms 104 verse 30. When you send forth your Spirit, Lord, things were created. And so we know the Holy Spirit was involved as well. So it's very clear in creation from the Bible that the entire Godhead was a part of create, creating and creation. Now, let's talk for a moment about creation as being distinct from God, yet always dependent upon God. The teaching of, of Scripture about the relationship between God and creation is unique to Christianity among all the religions of the world. The Bible teaches that God is distinct from His creation. Many other belief systems believe God is a part of creation or above His creation and I'll talk about those belief systems in just a moment. But the Bible talks about that God is distinct from His creation. He's not a part of it. He, he has made it and He rules over it, but He is not a part of it. Now, the term that's used to describe that is called transcendence in theological circles. To say that God is transcendent, means that God is much greater than His creation. Very simply, the word transcendent means God is far above the creation 
in the sense that he is greater than and independent of creation itself. God is also very much involved in creation for it continually talks about that creation is dependent upon uh, him for its existence and its functioning. So God is a part now of, of, of involved in the earth. He's not a part of the creation, but he's involved in it. Creation needs God to sustain it and to function. That technical term is used uh, in theological circles in the, by the word imminent, meaning remaining in creation. The God of the Bible is, not abs is some abstract deity removed from and uninterested in his creation. The Bible is the story of God's involvement with his creation, in particular the people of God within it, but God's involvement with his creation. The Bible talks about that in several places. Job affirms that even the animals and the plants depend upon God. Job 12.10, in his hand is the life of every living thing and the breath of all mankind. In the New Testament, Paul affirms the same. Colossians 1.17, Christ is in Christ all things hold together. Hebrews 1.3, he continually upholds the universe by the, by the word of his power. And so we see as creation, God is both transcendent, he is above his creation, greater than his creation, but he is also imminent. He is involved still in creation because creation needs God as creator to sustain it. Otherwise, it would, it would cease to function. Now, let me explain a few uh, belief systems that are out there, three primarily, that teach something different about God and creation. And the first of these is known as pantheism. Pantheism, of course, pan is the, the Greek word meaning all or every. So pantheism is the idea that everything, the whole universe, is God or is a part of God. No, God created, but God did not become a part of his creation. It's important. It's a distinction to, to remember that. God created, but he did not become a part of the creation. Everything is not God. Pantheists believe everything, the whole universe, is God. And the Bible simply does not teach that. Pantheism denies several essential aspects of God's character, if you think about it. If the whole universe is God, as pantheists say, then God has no distinct personality. God is no longer unchanging because the universe changes. Therefore, God must also change if he's a part of the universe. Moreover, God is no longer holy because the evil in the universe would also be a part of God. And so, so many things just break down when you begin to believe that everything is God in the universe, as pantheists believe. And there are many in the U.S. that believe in pantheism, that all of creation is God. No, no, God is distinct from creation. 
Buddhism, many other Eastern religions end up denying the importance of individual human personalities. If everything is God, then the goal of any individual should be to blend in with the universe. And that's, that's Eastern religion thought. That is not scriptural teaching. A second aspect uh, or second belief system that teaches something different than Christianity concerning God and his creation is known as dualism, dualism. And the biblical account of creation rules out dualism as well. Dualism is the belief, the idea that both God and the material universe have eternally existed side by side. Therefore, the two ultimate forces in the universe are God and matter. And they both have always been there, and they've always both been there forever. Remember a couple of podcasts ago, I talked about how, how there are some that believe that, that, that in, God, in creation, matter was always there. That's, it's, that's why it's important for us to believe that God created out of nothing. Because if God created out of something, that meant that, that matter would have always been there eternally with God. And that, that's not what Scripture teaches. The problem with dualism is that it indicates an eternal conflict between God and the evil aspects of the material universe. Will God ultimately triumph over evil in the universe? Well, we can't be sure according to dualism because both God and evil have apparently always existed together and there's this eternal cosmic battle between good and evil and that's what the universe depends upon. One good example, just, by, uh, just as a parenthetical note here for you, one good example of dualism in modern culture uh, is the series of the Star Wars movies. Uh, they believe that, or they teach that the existence of a universal, quote, force that has been both a good on the good side and on the evil side. Now, there's no concept of one holy and transcendent God that rules over all and will certainly triumph over all. There's, there's none of that in, in the Star Wars series. Of course, the creators and producers of Star Wars uh, come from, from Eastern mystic thought, uh, teaching a, a dualism uh, that, that God, good and evil, both coexist, and, and there are both, this force has been on both sides, and this has been taught in dualism and is a part of many New Age uh, belief systems today as well. So that is not biblical. That is not a biblical teaching. Dualism it is not. Let's talk about a third one. There's pantheism and then there's dualism and there's also deism. Deism, that's a, that's a part of teaching today concerning God and creation. And the, the view of deism is that God is now directly involved in the creation, it generally holds that God created the universe and is far greater than the universe. And we talked a little bit about that concerning 
him being transcendent, and he is, but deists believe that God is so transcendent that he is removed from creation. He has nothing to do with it whatsoever. And deists believe that God, and the analogy has been used for many, for many years, God is a great watchmaker, and he created the world very intricately as a watchmaker would create an intricate watch, a device, and then the watchmaker would wind up the watch and fling it out into space and have nothing to do with it until eventually the watch winds down and ceases to exist. But the watchmaker has removed himself totally from the watch, has nothing to do with it, and finally it winds down. And so that's what deists believe. Deists believe that, that God created and is so transcendent now that he has no personal involvement in the world whatsoever, thus leaving no place for his eminence in the created order and that God has removed himself from creation. Well, pantheism, dualism, and deism, all three are inadequate approaches to looking at the biblical account that God created, God created, the Holy Spirit created, Jesus created as the Godhead, created uh, matter, created the world, and is distinct from the world, but the world is still dependent upon God and the Godhead as well. Now, let's talk about two other questions. Uh, what are, what, why did God create and what are the results of his creation? I think these are important to understand as we talk about the doctrine of God. Why did God create? Well, he didn't need to. I've heard people say, well, God needed the world. He needed humanity. He needed fellowship. He needed relationships. No, no, God didn't need anything. And according to Scripture, He created to show forth His glory. It's clear. God created His people for His own glory. We, that's spoken of in Isaiah 43, 7, where God said, I created you, O man, for my glory. But it's not only human beings God created for his glory. It's the entire universe he created for his glory. Psalm 19, verses 1 and 2 says, The heavens declare the glory of God. The sky above proclaims his handiwork. Day unto day pours out speech, and night unto night reveals knowledge. What a beautiful passage in Psalm 19. But Revelation chapter 4 also says, Revelation 4.11, Worthy are you, our Lord and God, to receive glory and honor and power, for you created all things. And by your will, they existed and were created. So what does creation show about God? Primarily, it shows his great power and wisdom far above anything anyone could, be, could imagine or could even be imagined by any other creature. One glance at the sun, 
One glance at the stars convince us of God's infinite power. Even a brief inspection of a leaf on a tree, the wonder of the human hand or the wonder of the human eye or any other living cell convinces us of God's great wisdom. Who could make all of this? Who, who could make it out of nothing? Who could sustain it day after day for endless years? Well, such infinite power, such intricate skill, completely beyond our comprehension. So whenever we meditate on that and think about it, we, we give glory to God. We affirm that God created the universe to show His glory. And it is important that we realize He did not need to create it. He created it as a totally free act of Himself, and He created it for His glory. Everything for His glory. Well, what were the results of God's creation? Let's close our, our uh, podcast on God's creation in these three podcasts on God's creation with the results. This point follows, of course, I think from the previous points. If God created the universe to show His glory, then we would expect that the universe would fulfill the purpose for which God created it. I've often said in many of my sermons through the years, every part of creation does what God created it to do, except humanity. God created the sky and the stars to do what God created the skies and what they do. It, and the sun does what God created the sun to do. The moon does what God created the moon to do. The only part of creation that often does not do what God created it to do was the one whom He gave the choice, humanity. And many times we are the ones who choose not to do what we were created to do, which is have fellowship with our Creator. I find it interesting whenever God finished His work of creation, He took delight in it. At the end of every stage of creation in the book of Genesis, God saw that what He had done was good. But then at the end of the six days of creation, God saw everything that He had made, and behold, it was very good in Genesis 1.31. So God delighted in the creation that He had made just as He had purposed to do. And folks, God created in a unique, a powerful, a meaningful, and a purposeful way. So our universe has purpose. You have purpose. We have meaning and purpose for being here, for God placing us here. And everything God created was very good. Well, thank you for joining us for this podcast on God's creation and join us again next week as we continue to look at more aspects of the doctrine of God. God bless you. Have a good week.